I bought Dogecoin because of him. <laughs> did you? Did I you, did. Wait, but did you buy it before or after it takes? No, I bought it years ago, like uh, in 2016. Oh, you and got it early. I had bought more because it, I, you know what? I had sold it after a while. I had sold some. And then yeah. I had like, I don't know, 1,100 shares at like 0.00000013 cent. yeah so when it was traded like four cents a share he was like yeah i'm a billionaire and then it went up to 71 and then i looked and i was like oh shit this is what i I sold this fuck (laughs) i only had like a a little bit and then it went back down i'm sorry yeah well that's the thing with the pump and dump schemes you know elon's probably also partially responsible for that i heard he was He'll in, in, or eventually end up in court deposed over that shit. Um, yeah, great. Hey, has anybody uh, been watching the, the trial here of the Oath Keepers? No, no one cares. Um, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I, it's overload for me. <laughs> so I haven't been able to like stomach it. <laughs> I think me and Carol were kind of talking about that before you got here. We're like, oh, Where yeah, you- man. You know, if you told us five years ago, all this shit would have happened, we'd be like, oh, this is crazy. And and now it's so much. It's like nothing registers anymore. Yeah, I was telling him. I was like, nothing happened last week. We needed a thing. He's like, no, I have five pages of notes. I'm like, what? Uh, <laughs> like, it's just my baseline now. 25 pages. Exactly. And so Vinny handled that, which he wrote a good article on on that. But I just, I, I don't know. I'm doing so much and then keeping up. That would be something I would need to invest in for a whole day while all everything else is going on. So I would get nothing done, but like one a day, you know? Yeah. And I was, and I just literally, my head can't take it. All right. Well, I got a bunch of shit in here. I mean, nothing, nothing is necessarily that revelatory, but it is the information they presented in the, in the um, opening arguments yesterday or in the first witness. And um, yeah, man, this is crazy shit. I mean, obviously, look, our podcast is called Pardon the Insurrection. I figured we that's were, true. None of us watch the should, insurrection we should, trial. We should, I don't know, maybe pay some attention to the motherfuckers on trial for the insurrection. I mean, come on, only makes sense. No, yeah, well, look, that's going in the podcast just because that's fucking hilarious. But you know, the thing is, is like when I was just kind of going when it first started, I know they were just doing the jury selection, and I was telling myself, okay, I'm gonna remind myself when they pick the jury when opening arguments and stuff start, or I'll go and I'll watch it later, but I um. None of it is none of it is anything that I didn't already know that for myself because I have written stories about and then had been keeping up with what was going on when they were delaying it, you know, when I was right. pretty, you know, familiarized with what we have plans. overly consumed the information like this. This is exactly isn't so telling me that they had plans to overthrow the government and wanted Trump to like invoke the insurrection act like no shit <laughs> yeah duh uh i mean there is, there's one new part in there but we'll just what? get to it when we get to it um, well what, what is it what is the new part share uh, don't be stingy i mean it's in the notes uh it's in here here yeah. i put the notes in the chat ty there's a link to the google okay. document yeah. so it's easier to follow it's a lot. I'm sorry. There was more, but like i imagine we won't even get that far yeah why'd you do so much preparation so that our show doesn't suck derek well the thing is <laughs> 
I, you know, I'm perfectly comfortable just like having a list of the topics and then we just kind of free flow. But like, I know Carol likes structure. So I do this to please Carol. Shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> Are you glaring at Derek? It, it doesn't make the show worse. It just makes the makes it different. Right. It, anyway. But the problem is what really happened is like what three four weeks ago it just started being so much every week that it would be kind of difficult to just like go through all the nuance and detail of shit off the cuff it, it's so much every week yeah. it's, i uh, like it i liked our shooting stuff out and just me and me and ty interrupting you yeah, yeah. no that's that exactly fun. what i want right like like again you know we've overconsumed the information the information is not for us as a matter of fact the information exists purely for you two to get your jokes off so just yeah, go ahead and shoot. Your, <laughs> shoot All right, let's go. Hey, this is D Knight. This is Carol. This is Ty. And you're listening to the Part in the Interaction podcast. I know you missed us. It's been quite a hectic week, and you wanted to get your news dump right here with your favorite three shenanigan uh, enjoying goofballs who shenaniganizers shenaniganizers chance of meatballs absolutely. <laughs> Influencers. <laughs> I'm a shenan influence. I'm a shenan influence. Oh, wait. I don't know. I can't. Well, I bet you didn't tell that when they called, right? Oh, no. Oh, I'm no, sorry. This is Kai. Oh, I was thinking about my other friend from the internet. Who... Stop. We'll start again. All right. <laughs> Three, two. Hey, this is D Knight. This is Carol. This is Ty. And you're listening to the Part in the Insurrection podcast, where we'll just pretend like whatever just happened did not actually happen. And on to the news for the week. Let's start off with the most important part. Uh, given that we are a podcast called Part in the Insurrection, maybe, I don't know, we should cover the trial of the insurrectionists. Seems seems only reasonable, only, only logical. Yeah. The Oath Keeper Seditious Conspiracy Trial kicked off yesterday. Uh, five alleged members of the far right militia, uh, including its weight. So what had happened here is I'm going to say this guy's name for those of you out there who don't know is this, this guy, Stuart Rose, a former congressional staffer. It's a fantastic guy. You may or may not have heard up from him. He wears an eye patch. And if you're wondering why it's because he had an accident with a firearm where he somehow managed to shoot himself in the fucking face. Cause these people are geniuses. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Um, all right. Five alleged members of the far right militia, including its leader, Stuart Rose, are on trial in Washington, D.C.'s federal courthouse. They have pleaded not guilty to the charge of seditious conspiracy, a charge rarely brought by the Justice Department, among other charges. The De Justice Department's opening statement featured messages and other communications among the defendants that prosecutors say show the Oath Keepers unlawful plotting to disrupt Congress's certification of President Joe Biden's electoral win. As the prosecutor sought to use the words of the defendants against them, they also played video capturing the Oath Keepers' actions in the Capitol and displayed maps and charts to help the jury along. Uh, hey, Ty, where'd you go? Are you are you possibly back oh, there I'm cooking chicken, perhaps? For my chicken. Oh, man, look, frying chicken in the middle of the insurrectionist trial. How dare I'm you? <laughs> How dare you not take this seriously? No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, so the DOJ also says defendants concocted a plan for an armed rebellion. 
Uh, the Justice Department began open its opening statement with the accusation that defendants sought to stop by any means necessary the lawful transfer of presidential power, including taking up arms against the United States government. Uh, for those of you out there who aren't aware, that's a fucking crime. Don't don't try this at home. kids. <laughs> uh, if Congress cannot meet, it cannot declare the winner of the election. When video uh, showing one of the defendants, Kelly Maggs, was presented, Nestler, the assistant attorney overseeing the prosecution, noted the patchy war, which said, according to Nestor, I don't believe anything. I'm just here for the violence. Well, that's fine. I'm just here to watch your ass go to prison for the rest of your life. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. See, yeah, it seems nice. Uh, it's probably fun at weddings. As the video clips... <laughs> I'm just there for the force. <laughs> Tom Brady. As the video clips played... I'm sorry, Giselle. As the video clips played, the jury also saw a map of the cat. Hey, man, Tom Brady trying to get dump his wife in the middle of the season. That's some whack shit. As the video clips played, the jury also saw a map of the Capitol that Nestler used to situate the action that was recorded by video. Nestler also had a physical chart perched on an easel in the courtroom listing out the alleged co-conspirators. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the, the prosecution preempts the defense. Uh, Nestor also alluded to the belief that Trump was going to invoke the Insurrection Act, and the defense has signaled its plans to argue that o- Oath Keepers were preparing to respond to such uh, to such an invocation. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, this thing, the Insurrection Act, hey, it's like this, you kind of, the president gets to declare, hey, there's attack on the U.S. government, I get to you deputize <laughs> these militias and the army, whatever, to come to the defense. Like, yeah, this absolutely was not going to happen. Uh, I, I don't care what the fuck they say. I don't understand what they, I mean, if he had, outside of their Rambo fantasies, then what? Like, what the fuck were they going to do? Like, just walk around insurrectioning? I don't, I don't <laughs> understand. Well, I'm like, what did they really think about, like, America, the country, like, how it runs, just everyday shit? I, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like... They just were playing some reindeer insurrectionist game without really thinking about well, what comes next. Well, I'm, I'm presuming that the plan was to be like, hey, you know, we're we're Trump's army now. We're going to hold uh, Congress hostage and prevent them from certifying Biden's election win. Therefore, somehow magically keeping Trump in power. I look, Good luck. I don't know. Like, I mean, af- according to, you know, normal or uh, numerous stories, there are multiple plots. One was to have Trump hold a new election um, under gunpoint, uh, courtesy of a Ooh. plot by Mike Flynn, like an, another of the fake elector scheme, have half Congress certified. Who were they going to put tr- under gunpoint? Like every voter in the country? Yeah. See, that's what that's my point, yes. Carol. I'm like, and then what? And then he's still president, but what is he going to be president of? Because did they not think like every other country would probably disavow us and post sanctions except Russia? Okay, remember the part where we were like, where I was like, hey, keep in mind the guy they put in charge of the Oath Keepers, uh, you know, on the ground, the general, the the ground general uh, shot himself in the fucking face. These people are stupid. He also doesn't bathe. So I don't understand <laughs> how, like, okay, people obviously can't function in reality. No. 
Uh, look, with 100 percent certainty, if they didn't try this, Trump would no longer be president. And they're like, hey, this is even if it's a 50 50 shot that it somehow works out in our favor, that's better than nothing. Right. Like even even if it, the eventual conclusion of this of, of somehow being successful led to civil war, they don't give a fuck about that. They just want to. Keep Trump power. That was the whole goal. How far up the hierarchy do you think the the transition from delusion to um, just bad faith lying? It, like, when do people stop? When does people stop believing the lies? Like, how low down the pyramid do they have to be to to be true believers here versus like the people at the top? When I thought this question out and I was like, I'm going to interrupt Ty to ask it. I was like, that's so fucking profound. I get what you're saying. And some of them are leading them astray. Like how far up the chain do you have to go? And like, yes, to find the true, be- where do the true believers drop off? Where are the wolves versus where are the sheep, right? We're assuming that Trump like knows all of this full of shit. This shit is full of oh. shit. He's at the top of the pyramid. He's the wolf, right? Like how far down do you have to go to get to the sheep? Well, I'm assuming like whatever the next level down is from Trump. Um, I'm I'm going to say. Um, Roger Stone doesn't believe in anything. Well, that's fair. That's, you know, Stuart. I'm not really sure because when he started the Oath Keepers, it was a whole different ideology that he had and just got swept up in this whatever um i'm gonna say maybe third level down and then down from there because i had talked like trump is at the top immediate co-conspirators next like like stone and such then the other keepers and then below that an attorney for i'm not gonna say his name but um he was an oath keeper that um was very remorseful when he was taking his plea but it was <laughs> and from what his attorney told me like he just he was like um he wouldn't have been there like he was hood, not hoodwinked but it was easy to con- kind of convince it was more like a feeling like you're part of something thing hmm. which i i think a lot of he got swept up in the stupidity yeah a lot of these people believe and just like remember during the january 6th hearings when tayton hove was testifying the other the insurrectionists and he was like yeah i, I was thinking about that as yeah you said. like there are so many more like him i think than yeah. i believe i think the the young white male populace that was involved in this a lot of those like that guy were everybody's suffering from this like belonging to something. And that's because this whole country is. Yeah. Well, it's the same way religions work, the same way cults work, the same way gangs work. People look for their identity as part of these, you know, (laughs) exclusive groups or sometimes inclusive, depending on the way you You know what I was thinking about. And I was making the guy go. MLMs are cults. They I I have a friend who I met and she was involved and they're always excited. And she's, that's like her thing. She just keeps going. And then she's so excited. And, you know, when I look at um, 
a multi-level marketing companies and, and pyramid schemes. And they, they give people that same thing and you get together with like-minded people and you hoorah each other and you're. Well, yeah. And there's some, there's like some aspect of selling you hope and like, Hey, look, this is what your life could be like if you stick with us long enough. I mean, it's the, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> everything, it's everybody. And it's been, and it's been going on a long time, right. you know, think about how many cars you would see and it's like they've got a pampered chef sticker they got a mary Kay sticker they got a beauty control sticker they have they have so many mlms in this country i did an, an article when i was freelancing on the top 50 mlms and i go there's more than fucking 50 like <laughs> 50. it's a it's a profitable <laughs> business selling people hopes and you dreams know, like i watched the lululemon damn documentary and that was wild lularoe oh yeah that's it no, that's it. Lululemon yes. is the LuLaRoe. Yeah, you were so close. Are those really? Lula I was like, Lula? damn, you they were watching are. the so fucking thing about the, the tights. <laughs> they don't uh, have molds because I heard they have a mold problem. Carol is showing off her Lululemon tights as we speak. Lularoe. Oh, Lululemon Lula. tights. That was a different scandal where mm. the, the pants oh. kept ripping and they were blaming <laughs> their customers for being too fat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, look. Some, some or they were like are see-through and they're shape, like, well. Shapely figures. Well, yeah. well, wide load. <laughs> like that not really my fault. <laughs> oh, like people, like people are. I mean, who you know, leggings are comfortable. Like oh. I've gained a little weight, so leggings are my jam. So the Lulu Row was a pyramid scheme, and I was not involved in selling them. But they're super fucking comfortable. They feel like my legs are, feel like they're swimming in butter. So. There's someone out there really? listening to this. Like, how did you go from insurrections to tights? Uh, that's swimming fucking incredible transition. That is a feeling I would like. All right. I, it just I, got kinky. Um, President, President Trump did not invoke the Insurrection Act, according to Nestler. These defendants needed to take matters into their own hands. They needed to activate the plan that they agreed on. All right. Back to the focus on 1-6. In December 2020, Rose told, told others that uh, January 6th presented a hard constitutional deadline, according to prosecutors, and that they would need to, quote, do it ourselves if Trump didn't stop the certification of the election. See, look, that regardless of what Trump had planned, they were going to do it, do it regardless. They didn't give a fuck. Uh, with time, as their opinions or rather their options dwindled and it became more and more likely the power would be transferred, Nessler said Monday. These defendants became more and more desperate and more and more focused on that date that Rhodes referred to as a constitutional deadline. Uh, according to Nessler, the group organized a caravan of Florida members to drive up to Washington for January 6th. It made preparations for where the organization could store firearms in Virginia, just outside of D.C., uh, you know, because of D.C.'s strict gun laws, uh, not allowing those people to. Oh, they're going to follow that law. Oh, yeah. That's the one. They're like, well, you know, we got to store the guns outside the fucking Capitol, at least until the day of. So we didn't get we don't get busted in advance. Right. Um, follow the law before we break all the laws. The people who say gun laws don't work. <laughs> 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 some members of that group according to prosecutors brought weapons into dc that day so apparently not all of them followed the law um weapons including chemical spray thick pieces of wood and they were dressed in paramilitary gear uh, after describing the stack formation use to enter the capital splitting into two groups 
one trying to enter the House chamber and the other staking out Speaker Pelosi's office. Nessler said that Maggs had taken a keen interest in Speaker Pelosi and later told associates that we, quote, looked for her. Uh, initially, the defendant saw the breach as a success, Nessler said, describing them as elated, boastful, and proud. But according to DOJ's account, the defendants quickly realized they were in legal jeopardy, no shit, and instructed one another to... <laughs> They instructed one another to flee town and delete messages and keep quiet. Uh, quote, let me put it in infantry speak. Shut the fuck up, Rhodes said in one signal message as presented by prosecutors. Even with their criminal exposure. That's solid advice. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. I, I know, would have suggested that they started it like several months earlier. And I mean, just keep shutting yeah. up and then just stay at home. Well, here's the thing, though. Like, if you tell everyone to delete the incriminating messages, maybe you should delete your own incriminating message telling them to delete the incriminating. Even with their criminal exposure, Nestler said, Rhodes continued to plot. On January 10th, days after the insurrection, Rhodes met with someone in Texas to try and get a message to former President Trump. I don't know who that person is. The meeting, uh, which had not been previously reported, was secretly recorded by an attendee. Uh, so my, do people think when they delete a text from their phone that it can't be subpoenaed? Yes. Yes. Because that, I believe that. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, also, if you're going to try to delete the messages, actually delete the messages. Don't have them on. Uh, my only regret regret is that they should have brought rifles. Uh, we could have fixed it right then and there, Rhodes said. That's very incriminating shit, right? Like, uh, you're not remorseful at all. You just wish you had brought your guns that day. So you could have carried yeah, out they're the plot. Sorry they failed. Yeah, it's not going to look good for them uh, come the jury verdict, right? All right, on to the crying senators. Uh, the first prosecution witness, FBI agent Michael Palian, testified that he witnessed senators crying as they hid from rioters who entered the Capitol on January 6th. Palian, who was one of the lead case agents who invested the, uh, investigated the Oath Keepers during the course of the almost two-year investigation, he told the jury that on January 6th, he was sent to the Capitol in the late afternoon and assigned to guard a group of over 80 senators sheltering in the Capitol complex. OK, so the thing I want to know is, like, if they could send this guy to help guard the senators like the FBI, why did they send a whole fucking task force in there to clean this shit up instead of having us sitting there watching the fucking attack on the Capitol for hours and hours, wondering if our fucking entire legislative branch was going to die in a fucking coup like one dude ain't enough. It's in the goddamn army. Anyway, it was legislated, man. Like that's <laughs> just like nuts. Like if this was like a Mission Impossible movie, like they would have just dun, dun, put explosives dun, dun, all around dun, the whole dun, thing. It would have been. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> It was chaotic, Palian said of the scene when he arrived. I think shock would be the best word to describe what the senators were feeling. There was some crying. Uh, quote, did you actually witness senators or members of Congress crying? Prosecutor uh, Catherine uh, Rakoxi said, I did, Palian said. Well, you know, look, I've never seen senators, you know, huddle in a group in a mass crying before. But I did recently see that picture posted to the Internet where you're like, oh, fuck, they were serious about this shit. Uh, I, look, I'm pretty sure the senators well aware the circumstances they were facing. 
They knew the situation was dire and that their lives were being threatened. So when people try and tell me that this wasn't a violent, a violent insurrection, I'm like, all right, you go tell that to these fucking senators huddled in, huddled in the chambers uh, under the protection of a fucking FBI special agent crying their ass off, thinking it was their last day. Saying their goodbyes. Yes. The Secret Service was like, oh, this shit is over. You know, because they didn't have an option. Like, they couldn't run. Like, they had to stay at their post. You know, so it's like, if you're somebody else and you see like, oh, well, shit, I'm going to go here. I'm going to run. I'm going to hide. I'm going to whatever. The Secret Service couldn't do that. Right. Well, don't ever uh, let let police tell you they don't have uh, they they couldn't have found another option other than shooting people because because these Secret Service agents did. They man- they managed to hide through an entire violent insurrection and only shot one person. Yeah. So what? how do you two think this trial will proceed in, in the near future? Uh, do, you, do you think it's going to look good for the Oath Keepers? How, how will they get off? No, I mean, I think the, that they're probably fucked. They laid out a solid case. <laughs> Against them. And I was just trying to think earlier when you were talking about um, how they were planning on going through with it, regardless of whether Trump um, intervened. Yeah. Right. It just makes me wonder if they'll that'll hurt his case about, you know, his his um, oh. provoking the riot. Oh, um, but then I was wondering about conspiracy charges and. What when he he didn't disavow it or anything? I think they're all gonna be tied in together. Um, no, I wouldn't expect them to be tied together in conspiracy charges, so that makes I, me happy. I didn't think about that, but I, I know exactly what you're saying. That that might take away, like, see, these crazy loonies were gonna do it anyway, so it, it bolsters his like that he, yeah. you know. And that, I don't that, remember exactly the rules on charging conspiracy. I mean, I don't pr- practice criminal law. It's been like 12 years since I learned about this in law school, but uh the basics There's no like of conspiracy. Yeah, I mean, if they're they have to have like made people plans people together have to, and like taken any steps yes. and not like actively disavowed it before the con- Yeah, so, there basically has to be an agreement, verbal or otherwise, implicit or tacit, and someone has to take a step in furtherance of committing the crime that they all agreed upon. Right. And um, I think DOJ has so far put together, I mean, a pretty compelling case. They've got like video with messages and recordings and they're showing all the fucking maps that they had to plan out the fucking plot and all this other shit that they did while they were in the Capitol and who they were looking for and what they did afterwards. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty com- compelling fucking case. I think they're going to nail these fucks. As for think- Tiger to Trump, uh, I th- well, you they I know do, that's not what you were asking, but well, they have thinking about well, they do have uh, so presenting the f- defense that hey, everything we're do we were doing was legal because we thought Trump was going to invoke the Insurrection Act. Well, where do they even get the fucking idea that Trump was going to invoke the Insurrection Act? Like, that had to come from somewhere, Roger Stone? yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, no one just randomly pulled that out of their ass, like. They were obviously in communication with someone who's close to Trump, <laughs> Roger Stone. Remember, Stuart Rhodes is a Yale-educated attorney. Who also shot himself in the fucking face, which, you know, kind of just <laughs> argument to, I mean, give us weight to the fact that, hey, ne- ne- not, education is not necessarily indicative of intelligence. And who spent time as a couch-hopping houseless sexual for a while. It's my kind of guy. <laughs> Did you say houseless 
What was the last word? I said, I said a couch hopping houseless sexual. So, yes. <laughs> I, I'm more of a fan of him now than I've ever been okay. upon learning that information. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope everyone out there is uh, staying glued to to the news. Like, keep keep up this with this trial. Good. This is important. Yeah. This is big. This is one of the biggest cases in in United States history. And uh, you know, seditious conspiracy charges are rare, and even rare to find people guilty. We're going to find people guilty this time. Just, yeah, this is crazy. I, I don't know. This is still nuts. Yep, bonkers. All right, next next headline: Trump tried to get the planet evidence back because this one's a real doozy. Donald Trump has asked the Supreme Court to intervene in the dispute over materials marked as classified that the FBI seized from his Mar-a-Lago estate this summer. Uh, his crappy Motel 6-like uh, resort that's, that's colored pink and gold and shit. Uh, Trump is specifically asking the court to ensure the more than 100 documents marked as classified are part of the special master's review. The request, if granted, could bolster the former president's attempt to challenge the search in court and have the documents returned to him. For one, Trump regularly gets on TV hinting and suggesting the fact that the evidence might be planted. Well, if it's planted, sir, why the fuck are you trying to get it back? Mm, All right. Are you giving us background? <laughs> you can't have your our planted evidence back. That's not how it works. It's, I don't understand. Like It's like, well, they planted it, so now it's mine. It's all- <laughs> <laughs> on the other hand, if I got like if a cop planted drugs on me and they were arresting me, but like, well, can I have the weed? Yeah, can I at least like smoke half a little piece of drugs? Oh, yeah, smoking? right. Like, smoking. Um, I smoke can half. I, can I do what you're, what you're arresting me for before I go? <laughs> do Do I still look high? Uh, <laughs> Trump's emergency application to the Supreme Court comes after the eleventh. U.S. Circuit Court of Appeal sided with the department's criminal investigation into the documents marked as classified can continue. Uh, the probe's use of the records have been put on hold by a district judge in Florida. Uh, yeah, Judge Cannon, who fucking sucks. Uh, I don't know how the, she has a fucking job. Who granted Trump a request for a third-party review of the materials obtained in the Mar-a-Lago search. Justice Clarence Thomas, bing! Uh, keep that name in mind. The recipient of Trump's application because he oversees litigation coming from the circuit court that is handling the special master order appeal uh, gave the Justice Department a deadline of 5 p.m. Tuesday, October 11, to respond. Will Justice Clarence Thomas put what little shred of integrity he has left on the line to somehow magically get these classified documents back in Trump's hands? Yay or nay? I'm changing my pants. Well, to my P- PJ bottoms. Uh, well, this podcast just just got even more inappropriate <laughs> somehow. I didn't think it was possible, but Ty is taking her pants off on the Zoom. Uh, we can't actually see it. The camera's aimed up, so all of you people out there clutching your pearls, it's not that bad. Um, it's not that good, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's not that. Imagine. What I meant to say is, it's not even that good. Like, oh, it's disappointing. Yeah, we missed the whole fun part. All right, yeah, back back to the I, question. I oh, I'm sorry. I just don't think, I mean, I don't think he can single-handedly do anything, but maybe the, you know, eighth and a half justice, um, other Thomas, damn it. What's her name? Judy. I want to say Judy. Eighth and a half justice. <laughs> Judy Thomas. No. Mrs. Mrs. Jenny. There you go. Mrs. Karen Thomas. <laughs> Does she have any children? <laughs> Uh, I, don't I know, know but I bet them bastards suck. I 
Jesus. <laughs> I know it's that genetic. Like, he does. Like he was, you know, breeding in his first marriage, I think. But yeah, but I don't I don't think I've ever heard of like a mention, you know, of her children. Well, if she does, they probably hate her or they should. I, I'm on it, Dan. Children. Yeah, we all had the, the we all had the like the same idea. Uh, let's let's break out the Google and let's break out. I searched yeah. Karen Cl- Karen Care. Okay. <laughs> you did what? Uh, I just searched Karen Clarence children and it didn't I didn't find anything. I wonder why. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, Virginia. Uh, they don't have any biological children together, but um, Jenny has been part of the life of Clarence Thomas's son from a previous marriage. Because I refuse to believe that she found two men to marry. Like <laughs> Clarence is it. Like I can't. I refuse um, to believe that there was anybody before him. You know, they're not. No, there can't uh, be. Look, I, I don't want to talk about anyone's judgment as it pertains to making relationship decisions, given, uh, your, you know, my, my past relationship decisions. But this is fucked. Like, why would you marry this hoe? She crazy. She would have lost her mind. She used to be part of a cult. She's trying to overthrow the fucking government. Like, dude, you embarrassing us black people out here with this shit. All right. On to the next headline. Kelly Sorrell texts the White House landline. A high ranking member of the far right Oath Keepers organization. They just keep coming up. Kelly Sorrell, who has been charged in connection with the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol and out by riot, I mean insurrection, criminal plot to overthrow the government at the U.S. Capitol, exchanged messages in November 2020 with former Trump White House aide Andrew Giuliani. Uh, yeah, if you're hmm. not familiar with that, that would be America or yeah, America's mayor. His, his son. dad was in the Borat movie. Yeah, that guy. Uh, <laughs> oh, that Andrew Giuliani. Yeah, famously. <laughs> That's an actor. Famously son to the guy who shit his own face and tried to uh, jerk off himself to Borat's assistant. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why she was in contact with this moron. She also tried to text a White House number on December 20th, but that text message went to a White House switchboard line, so it could not be delivered. The fucking genius tried to text a landline. Uh, If you're wondering why the plot to overthrow the government didn't work, uh, case in point, these people, these people tried to overthrow the government. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Sorrell, who was a lawyer who represented the Oath Keepers, who was present at the parking garage meeting between the Oath Keepers and Proud Boys, also volunteered for Lawyers for Trump, of course, a coalition of lawyers that was put together ahead of the 2020 election, told NBC News that she was in touch with Giuliani, who was a White House public liaison assistant during the Trump administration. I'm assuming public liaison assistant means he was in charge of orchestrating the fucking coup. Uh, Sue me if you want to. Uh, discovery will be awesome on that no he was liaising he was <laughs> in the organization of the coup okay he wasn't orchestrating he was liaising gotcha sorrel in, uh, said she only recalled being in touch with andrew giuliani in november 2020 but said that she could not check because the fbi seized her phone in september 2021 surprise surprise mm-hmm. motherfucker got a phone took uh she should go to hardy's uh, she also confirmed her december attempt to text a white house contact Sorrell, who was on the grounds of the U.S. Capitol with Rose on January 6th, was recently charged with four counts of connection to the Capitol attack. Conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction of a f- official proceeding, obstruction of justice, and misdemeanor entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds. Sorrell pled not guilty to all the charges at her arraignment earlier this month. 
Good luck with that, motherfucker. You about to be buried with your homie, Stuart Rose, who shot himself in the face while you're texting fucking landlines like a criminal fucking mastermind. Wait, so he, he was out there with his lawyer insurrectioning? And he was going <laughs> to use that same lawyer to represent him in court? <laughs> lawyer slash girlfriend. Who kind hey, of you got, of the is that what you're that- saying? You got to love these people who like copy Trump to such a degree that their own lawyers need lawyers, right? Like it's a it's a fucking plague. Uh, yeah. Thank thank you, Trump, for increasing Biden's jobs numbers by causing all of these lawyers to have to hire more lawyers. Like half the job growth of the United States is just lawyers representing Trump attorneys. I would say my profession is in his debt, but I know he's in debt to my profession. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, apparently he's going to be in need of more legal counsel soon uh, as as it appears no. that, that a number of his attorneys have lawyered up. Uh, we'll get to that eventually, though. Keep that in mind. So not only does he not pay them, then they have to turn around and pay attorney. Well, there, <laughs> there is this one occasion where he, he did pay $3 million in advance for... Well, Kais is no idiot. He made out good, but he also works for a dictator. Ah, man. It's tough. Tough job representing authoritarians these days. All right, on to the next topic. Roger Stone video. No, not a swinger gangbang video. It's the other video. Uh, Roger Stone, a longtime associate and ally of former President Donald Trump, if you, you may not remember this, but we mentioned Roger Stone earlier. Uh, famous political dirty trickster, criminal slash Nixon crony. Previously, With a Nixon tramp stamp. Cartoon villain. It's some sexy shit. Uh, I'm sure there's some dude somewhere excited to bust a nut on Nixon's face uh, on Roger Stone's back. I don't know. Look, I, it's on his back. It's a tramp stamp. Like, well, I don't know what else oh. they're for. I, if not target practice, like I don't bang dudes, but I imagine if a dude has anyway, the day before the 2020 election, Roger Stone, the longtime Republican operative, uh, said in front of the documentary film crew that he had no interest in waiting to tally actual votes before contesting the election results. Maybe you shouldn't admit to that right before there's an <coughs> actual coup. Uh, quote, fuck the voting. Let's get right to the violence. Stone can be heard saying shoot to kill. See Antifa, shoot to kill. Fuck them. Done with this bullshit. All of this, according to footage provided by a Danish film crew who followed Stone for portions of multiple years leading up to the election. If you're not familiar with this uh, particular film crew, they did testify during the January 6th committee hearings uh, a month or two ago. Uh, Stone now says he was only kidding when he made those remarks. We yeah. renounce violence completely, he said. We totally renounce violence. The left yeah. is the only ones who engage in violence. Uh, Carol, can you just renege on your uh, uh, your plot to kill people and try and overthrow the government, uh, which is caught on tape days before you actually attempted to overthrow the government? Like, can you backtrack on that? It's, it's sorry, bro. Them was just jokes good enough to get the, you. The legal term for this is totally full of shit um, <laughs> i mean you you know you, you can say it's a joke all you want but let me tell you something about humor First it's supposed to be school. funny um, oh i see this isn't a joke it, what is funny about saying to go kill an antifa maybe he said an it because he said an antifa he's like oh look i'm a racist old man no that isn't that's just the that's the character that's that's his character this is who and he plays antifa. And Antifa. But like, how is he going to spot him? Well, you know, I'm kind of fucked because 
I'm black. So they're like, she's got to be black. Oh, black. yeah. Like, we're automatically. Like, I can't hide. Versus, I can't. Uh, you know, they're going to assume anyway. Unless you know we pull some mean? Michael Jackson type shit. Like, we can't blend in. Like, they can just see us coming. Right. Exactly. Way. So we're just. Maybe you be safe in that, a Candace Owens t-shirt. Oh, no. Uh, only Kanye West can pull that off. So I should probably keep a MAGA hat in my car. I don't think that's enough of a disguise. Like, I know Superman pulled that shit off with some glasses, but like, we're black. We can't just wear a hat and be like, oh, see, look, we tricked them. I mean, I they're know. dumb. They're not that dumb. And they'll be like, you're one of the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I'm they'll be like, oh, you're one of those Clarence Thomas black people. Gotcha. No, that's not how that works. Hey, I the way I see it is if you look and dress like a fucking DC comics, Batman villain, you can't also joke about overthrowing the government. Um, yeah. I don't know. They make shit work. <laughs> they do their best, man. They're doing their best. They're like ironing. Are you shit. changing your pants again? Uh, anyway, Stone, Whoa, this, I'm putting a faha on. It's a waist trainer. I don't think that's how. The, oh, anyway, Stone was previ- previously sentenced to a maximum of 40 months behind bars back in 2020 for multiple <laughs> felonies, including witness tampering, lying to Congress and obstruction. But later received a pardon from Trump before he left office. Man, it's really great when you get your fucking get out of jail free card and you attempt to go right back to jail by trying to overthrow the government. Genius fucking people. All right. Next topic. Jeannie Thomas, she finally testifies. Uh, Jeannie oh. Thomas, the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Bing! Remember when I told you that would come come back up? Here we are. Uh, she reiterated her belief that there was election fraud in the 2020 presidential election during her testimony in front of the House Select Committee investigating the Capitol insurrection on January 6th. Uh, we're going to go that she reiterated the fact that she believed that, but she didn't provide any actual evidence to, to support that fact. Yeah, she's a fucking crazy person. All right. Reports say, also say that Thomas insisted she generally does not discuss her political activism with her husband, nor does he discuss his work uh, on the Supreme Court with her, uh, generally doing a lot of heavy fucking lifting there. She confirmed that she texted White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows days after the November election, urging former President Trump to fight the election results. Texts that were released by the committee on November 20th. I can't talk. November 10th, 2021. Uh, she said that her husband was not aware of the text until they were published in the press. I'm going to go out on, on a limb here and say that's a fucking lie. I'm sure she he was well aware of whatever the fuck she was doing. Like, I, how can you not know your wife's plotting to overthrow the government? Right. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. I call be I call bullshit on that. Like spouses talk to each other about their jobs unless they hate each other. Um, no, even spouses who hate each other talk to each other about attempting to overthrow the goddamn government. Sorry, Carol. I wasn't yeah, but just their it. jobs, man. Yeah, people. That's people talk about that. That's how people spend a lot of their time. Yeah, are you gonna not talk to your spouse about your day? Yeah. Like, what What'd you do today, honey? Well, you know, I went, the, I, I went to the Supreme Court and, like, I, you know, ruined <laughs> voting rights for black people. How about you? Well, I was plotting with Trump's chief of staff to try and overthrow the government because he lost the twenty twenty election. Fun times. <laughs> Giggles, laughs, lol, smiley face. Get the but fuck out of here. We're supposed to believe they're just sitting there, like putting their hands in little steeples like excellent like mr burns and they don't say any wait right like they just sit around watching it's always sunny or something they're just sitting there (laughs) no thomas also addressed her volunteer quote volunteer campaign activities 
uh, pursuing evidence of election fraud. The committee obtained Thomas's emails to state lawmakers in Arizona and Wisconsin after the 2020 election, urging them to fight back against fraud and exercise their authority to choose a clean slate of presidential electors. Man, if you can't get it done with the chief of staff, like you can always go to the state electors of multiple states to try and get this motherfucker back to power. Seems like a criminal conspiracy to me. Uh, Thomas did not have a formal role with the Trump campaign on legal challenges challenges to the election results, but she was reportedly in contact with John Eastman, Trump's lawyer, who also had his phone seized by the FBI. Bing! Keep that in mind, because mo- mo- multiple motherfuckers keep having their phone seized. Uh, her support, uh, notably, of, or at least of most, most notably, the pillow man. Uh, pillow, pillow, You know, pillow I, I noticed it, it seems like a coincidence in timing, but they, uh, they sure seized those phones right before the, the new iPhone came out. next week to not find out maybe they learned their lesson about seizing phones before people tried to upgrade to the newest version from the fucking secret service 